This is Matt Spiegel, and I can't wait to bring you Season 2 of the PBP, Voices of Baseball. The very best play-by-play voices in the game talk about their craft. It's a job so special that even Joe Buck told us he will probably go back to it. I'm 53, basically 54. I, I think it's too early to say nevers at this point in my life. I think at some point I'll get the itch again. Incredible guests sharing great stories from your favorite teams coming this year. Find us on the Odyssey app or wherever you find podcasts. Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Shown up. Because this is nothing like that. Working. Al and Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show. Very sexy robot. Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Naked yoga. My mother had a bad experience with these ghosts. Let's hump the fence. It's Al and Jerry's post-game podcast. Hey, what do you say we do a podcast on a football Monday, a Great type of Monday. What's up, Al? How are you? Oh, I'll do a podcast with you, Jerry. Were you looking for someone to do this with, or were you looking to do it? No, I was planning on you being there. Okay, good. I am here then. I've uh, written down a number of items, Jerry, a couple of things. Uh, One, this came to my attention uh, with, uh, you know, the the latest stimulus checks came came out. Okay, I didn't get any. Did you? Uh, I did not get any stimulus check yet. Uh, hopefully one shows up, Jerry. Uh, but the stimulus checks, I guess at one point, were going to be for $600. Right, sure. So a doctor in Miami, a, a plastic surgeon, decided that he would do a special for penis enlargements, $600. Oh, there you go. So how did you do it? I did not do it, but um, he was offering, and some were thinking he, it's a joke because this guy is a big social media guy. He he is, in fact, a world-renowned a plastic surgeon, including uh, doing doing a lot of penis work. Right, sure. Uh, he he was got popular, I guess. He gained popularity. He did a penis enlargement on. Um, he streamed it live over the internet. Why? Yeah, and people didn't. Some people didn't like that, so that's where he he got known for. So some thinks it's a some people think it's a joke that it's not really offering six hundred dollar penis enlargements because they they probably cost more than that. Yeah. Uh, and really, if you're getting a penis enlargement, you shouldn't be getting a stimulus check, right? You shouldn't. You should have to spend that on something well, I, other listen, than a penis enlargement. I don't think we're any. I don't think we're in any uh, position to tell people how to spend their money. But okay. I would. I think we could suggest that it's probably not the best way to go. If you need the money, spending it there, unless you're in adult films and you're having trouble getting work, uh, unless you're a stripper, a male Mm -hmm. stripper, uh, I don't know that that's probably the best way to spend your money. Also, though, what if having the small penis is the thing that has your confidence down? And if you had a larger penis, you would be more confident and thus be better at acquiring better work, more work, more uh, you know, higher paying jobs. Well, then in that case, I confidence. Would then have your penis enlargement. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, I do Every see time. that uh, the strip club, the strip club in Neptune, New Jersey, which I pass by sometimes, is called Centerfolds. Around the circle? Yeah. They're open. And yeah, no, we've, open. we've discussed this. We've discussed this, right? I, I think you should. know. I haven't heard from one person on Twitter or even like it through the DM to let me know what's going on. Well, why don't you? I think you should go yourself and I think you should expense it because really it is a work expense for this podcast. And I think you live the closest. Right. I do not think that Mark would give you any trouble. And quite frankly, it's going to go to the digital department anyway. Right. Um, They will pay you. I think you should go there, uh, have a beer or cranberry juice. I'm not sure what type of place it is. Yeah, me Uh, A lap dance. 
mm-hmm. spend a half hour there, and okay. uh, I think you should come back and give us a report. You know what's weird of that place too is it's right near the bowling alley, which like a lot of kids go bowling. So do a lot of men. Weird. So do a yeah, lot a lot of men. of men go bowling, but probably why like, it's a brilliant location. Yeah, but it's weird. Like if you, it's a bowling if, alley. It's not an amusement do, park. I know, but if you're dropping your kids off at bowling and it's like you, you go right past the strip club, I go right past the strip club every day. That's There's nothing true. you can do about it. You pass by fantasies. They're not. Well, yeah, you. I like the way you say that. You're into fantasies, aren't <laughs> Who's you? Who's your fantasy? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is what fantasies. it is, man. You yeah, know, it's a business, Jerry. It's, it's a, a business. business. I've always like said to you, you make a lot of money owning a business like that. I always ask you if you would do that. Yeah, that would be a tough one. I'd have to tell like my nieces and nephews that I'd do something else. Well, like I'd have to tell them it's it was something else. So then you would not be interested. Even yeah, if I, even if I told interested. you you would make nine hundred thousand dollars a year, you no, still wouldn't do it. No, I would do it. I'd <laughs> Listen, I own a strip club. It pays a lot of money. I'll give you guys some. I'll give you guys some cash. Well, what do you think those places are making? I don't know. You do if you actually opened one and you made it classy. Well, I'm saying if they you'd if make they a make, fortune. If they make so much money, most of them look like dingy disasters from the outside let's go clean it up dress it up some not all there are some that look really nice on the well, outside yeah, like the, in tampa florida which is like strip club capital of the world sure. some of them they do a nice job with i think like fantasy- if I had a, you think fantasies has done well fantasies had a complete remake oh they did well i don't know when the last time you saw it but about a year ago they completely renovated the outside i don't know what it looks like on the inside but the outside yeah. looks nice okay very nice actually gotta get some neon lights out there oh they have them Later today, Jerry, uh, well, by the time people listen to this, it probably would have happened already, but the uh, press conference, uh, Francisco Lindor will be introduced to the media, and when you were doing your update today, I, and you you said, we will carry it live in WFAN, I mouthed, why? Right. That's a weird, like, I don't understand this press conference, carrying this press conference live. If If Francisco Lindor decided to quit the Mets and was not going to accept the offer after all and was going to have a press conference, that's something interesting. I, I just don't know why why you why that would be live on the radio. We've this radio station has always done this. Okay. When there's a when there's a big move mm-hmm. and you get a star player, yeah. When there's an opportunity to put them on even in a press conference setting, this radio station has always done it. Cuz number one if you're a Yankee fan, you're not going to listen to a Francisco well, but, Lindor so press conference. So that's that's the argument about half. being too slanted one side. It's and like, even if I'm a Met fan, I'm not listening to that. I think many will, actually. Like, I'm interested in, like, have somebody listen to it live, cut up a couple of interesting things, and boom, get it on the air as fast as possible. Yeah, I mean, you could do that. Usually the other station in town is going to run it, too. Um, well, let them let them lose. You can't listen. It's a, it's a difference of philosophy. Yeah. This place believes you would do it live and have immediacy. We'll do it live. Yeah. And the one um, problem with your uh, idea is there's no one here. Oh, I see. <laughs> I, I guess the other thing is maybe with these, you get in and you get out. There's no way, no reason to linger. Yeah, you don't need to. I, I agree. You don't need it to run for 30 minutes. Right. You're not wrong about that. Thank you, Jerry. But I, I think, you know, it, it depends. I mean, you never know what's going to be said until you hear it. You don't know what it's going to sound like. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like uh, maybe again, he comes on and says, I can't believe I sound with the Mets. I had no interest in this team. Yeah, and he's not going to say that, as well, we know. That would be interesting. Because he wants $200 million, which he'll probably get. Oh, okay. I, there, but there is a difference um, in listeners, in listenership, from someone like me to someone like you. That's all. Right. 
Like I'm more sportsy than you are. I actually like it. It doesn't it doesn't phase me. I like certain interviews. You don't. I so did. If you listen. were in your car in the Francisco Lindora press. I will listen. Started, yeah, when I like, Let's I'll, see what's going on with this. Yes, I'll be in my okay. car at about ten after eleven. I will listen to it. All now right. I don't know how long I'll listen to it for, but absolutely right. I'll listen to it. You'll hang for a little while. Yes, absolutely. Especially since we just did football all morning. That's true. Super well, it was super wild card weekend. I, no doubt, or Jerry. Super wild card weekend, and we should have. But yes, the thing that I never understood, and this goes back to the Mike and the Mad Dog days. Yeah. This did always bother me, and I never, I never got it. They would air the press conference for like forty minutes. They would take a break, and then they'd have the guy on as a guest. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Why are we doing both? Odd. Right. We do that, it here too. We do. Like in the af- yeah afternoon show, Joe and Evan did it, and Carton uh, uh, and Roberts do it too. They'll That's take right. a Sandy Alderson press conference, and then want to get Sandy Alderson on the phone. The guy just did an interview. The yeah. Guy just, uh, yeah. I never, I never got that. It's kind of like when, um, even at press conferences, when you know it would be open to the media for forty minutes, yeah. and the guy would be up there asking every question, and then it would be over. All right, we're gonna break up now and do one on ones with the newspaper. What? You just had your chance to talk to him, <laughs> right? I'd be like, what do you mean I can talk to them again? I yes. just looked at all these faces. They couldn't ask me the question then. Correct. So yeah, a little different. A little different. By the yeah. way, very exciting. I signed up for the COVID vaccine. Oh, how do you get that? Uh, I went to the New Jersey website. Oh, nice. And I registered. And now I'll what? be alerted when it's my time and where I go. Did they give you a ballpark figure of when you'll be alerted and told where to um, go? No, that I did not get. You got to be radio uh, update, fellas. Got to be low on the totem pole uh, for and 46, COVID. not 76. Right. I would think I'm probably looking at March, April. Okay. I, but see, I thought even later. If something comes sooner, you never know. Maybe the list is short because people don't know. I thought a guy like Eddie would be March, April. I thought Eddie'd be pre-existing like conditions next. and things. Yeah, it seems to be taking a long time. Eddie's in his mid fifties and has pre-existing conditions. I would like right. to think he would be in the next phase. Yes, you would like to think. I What's would. weird is when like they give it to doctors that you're not sure that they're really treating like a foot doctor should he get the he or she no. get the covid vaccine i don't well isn't you're it more so because feet. you're dealing with the person face yeah, to face that's you're dealing of, with feet yeah disgusting it is disgusting i agree would you rather be a foot doctor or a penis doctor urologist the foot they say have a lot i'd say a lot the of bones f- i would say the foot doctor yeah because if i screw it up mm-hmm. you're gonna have trouble walking right if you screw up a guy's penis, mm-hmm. he's going to have trouble in life. Right. I don't think I could live with that. Yeah. Like you, like it would be one thing if they're like, "Doctor, you ruined my big toe." Right. Or, "Doctor, you ruined my penis." I think I would opt like, for the first one. How did work go today? Well, I ruined some guy's penis, so not great for him. And you know what's terrible about that? Yeah. And I'm sure I listen, there's no doubt. I am sure that it bothers doctors when things like that happen. Uh, I don't there's no question in my mind they take that home with them. But I also think at the end of the day, they need to also have a short memory because it's what they do for a living and they've got someone coming in the next day that they need you at the top of your game. Right. They gotta be like relief pitchers. Yeah. You know what? You can be down for a little while, but you better wake up tomorrow morning with a good frame of mind and let's go. Let's get back into it. Mm-hmm. Meantime, you just screwed someone's life up the, the day prior. You can't yeah, have back-to-back bad 
uh, penis injuries that you caused your patients. You can't oh. have back to back. I sent you that picture too of the Stern thing from it was nineteen ninety eight. Yeah. He had a guy on and his girlfriend about the penis injury. Yeah, they had horrific penis injury stories. Oh, yeah, I, guess I remember she, that. I guess she thrusted a little too hard on him, and it broke. Yeah, that's one thing. Like when that swelled. has, oh. I, I have to turn that off when I'm driving because I get I light. Though, yeah, I see. I, I I get lightheaded, and I'm like, I'm driving. I'm getting lightheaded. This isn't good. I don't get lightheaded. I was, it was cringeworthy is the best word. As I texted you. Yeah. But I also found myself like I couldn't turn it off. Yes. Because the injury. And then people are calling in that had the same thing happen to them. I, yeah, and you start to think, how many people have this injury? Oh, right. Oh, God. Oh, just that was horrible. on regular radio, by the way, 1998. I I thought that, too. <laughs> think about that, what was going on in 1998 on 92.3. Yeah. Holy moly. And the amount of people. And the fact that, listen, I know it's probably cool to get into that studio. But to sit there with your wife and tell the story, and, and the best one was, he said, yeah, the doctor said, you know, for like six weeks, I can't really, you know, know none of the other stuff. The only thing that's allowed is oral. And the guys on the show are like, and this is a bad bad thing, why? In <laughs> <laughs> meantime, the wife or the girlfriend is sitting there like, it's a lot of work for me, come on. <laughs> it was good very point, funny. Jerry, good point. It was very funny. Jerry, what do you make of this uh, Twitter censorship going on? I had actually, strangely, a number of people reach out on Twitter to ask if we would discuss it. So, like, social media decides that they're banning uh, Donald Trump and banning some other people based on things they're writing. And some people think that's very dangerous. A slippery slope, if you will, Jerry. It is a slippery slope. I think, see, here's the question. You are... It's one thing to have freedom of speech for sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can say whatever you want. My question would be, what are the terms of the agreement when you sign up for a site? Right. And I, you know, none of us read that fine print. Just because a so it would be like if I gave someone a forum on my website that I created. At the end of the day, it's still my website. And if I don't like yeah. what you're saying, Am I censored? No, you can go say what you want. I'm just not allowing you to say it on my forum. Right. So it's it is it's slippery slope. It's a good word for it. It's it's close. Uh, you know. I saw Rush Limbaugh, a noted uh, Trump supporter and a Republican. He withdrew his Twitter account in um, protest. Okay. Right. But great. So well, Twitter will probably shut down now that I uh, don't think that's going to happen. Gone. I really don't know. Yeah, it is a weird thing. It is it is strange. Like you said, though, it's it's not a freedom of speech issue because, like you said, it's not it's Twitter. It's not a government protected type of speech. No. Now, if you told me that Donald Trump dot com, for instance, he owned it and he was posting all these messages, and I'm clear he's the I mean he's the president, but and the government and, and, shut and the him government down. shut down that website. Yeah. Now that's now we're heading in a different direction. But when you post it on someone else's forum that they own, I don't know. I hmm. it's, it's a great question. Weird. It's also weird because you you can't be consistent because you're not looking at all of the accounts to see what everyone is tweeting and deciding whether they stay yes. or go. You're, As you're people have looking, started retweeting, yeah, you're only starting to look at a handful of 
of accounts and deciding whether they should be on your platform or not. Meantime, there's probably tons of hate accounts yeah. that cross over different subjects. Oh, correct, and, yeah. Yes. It is dangerous. I agree. Hmm. So I don't like it. Um, but I really, before I would actually comment on it further, I would love to go look at the Twitter terms of agreement that we Not all just thing. check and move oh, on. Yeah. We, none of us read any of that stuff. I'm a big check and move on guy, no matter what it is. Well, how I'm can not you not reading. be? It would take you forever. You don't even like to read more than a paragraph of an article. Yeah. You're going to read all that crap? And it's like written in like lawyer speak where you have no idea what they're saying. Right. It's all mumbo jumbo that no one gets. Then also on the show came up by a clip from the David Letterman show back in, I think it was 1989 or 1990. It was a boomer throwing footballs into a wastebasket in an office against uh, Mary, a woman who works in the office. Okay. <clears throat> which is pretty cool. Um, and it got me thinking, I don't, I'm not aware of, like I was a huge like Letterman freak, like I wanted to be David Letterman, and I had a number of guys like that. I don't know that I could identify a non-sports-related guy that you looked up to in, when you were younger. Non-sports-related. Because I feel like a lot of yours are sports-related people. Even if they weren't athletes, they were like broadcasters. Yeah, you're right. It was Bob Murphy. Yeah. Loved him. Um, like when you were younger, you couldn't get enough of Bob Murphy. You, you wanted to emulate Bob Murphy? Yes, absolutely. I wanted, to do, I wanted to do baseball play-by-play. Yeah. Um, I thought he was great at it. I used to listen, and I enjoyed listening to games, um, you know, watching them too. But it was I – would, I, would, I remember being outside in the summer in the backyard and my dad having, you know, the baseball game on on the radio as we would be barbecuing or whatever we'd be doing. And I just remember thinking, like, that's awesome. Like, you're the voice of the neighborhood, you know, in the summer. And I just thought it was really cool. So, yeah, you're right. That would have been – Non-sports related. Now, would you emulate him in in at at times? Like yes, in your bedroom or when you and your friends are playing wiffle ball, would you do the play by play? My freshman year of high school at St. John Vianney in Homedale, I'll never. So there's a, a good friend. He's still a good friend of mine, Mike Mullaney. He's got a physical therapy practice in Matawan now, Main Street. Yes, exactly. Him and his wife. And I'll never forget my freshman year. I was announcing <laughs> the practice plays. And Mike, at one point, Mike, Mike was a pitcher and a first baseman. Never forget, Mike, at one point, turned to me and goes, I'm begging you to shut up. you got to stop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like you're, you're driving me nuts. But So, yes, I used to do that at practice all the time. Yeah. And most of the guys I played with would tell you that. Uh, they would tell you I could probably announce practice better than I actually practiced. Um, but, yeah, you're right. So that that was baseball-wise. I'm trying to think. That's a good question. You mentioned Mike Breen once in the past. Would, would yeah, you well, put him on the same level as still Murphy? Still sports, right? Yeah, still yeah, sports. I mean – you know, the only non-sports thing I got into radio-wise was music, for sure, um, and Imus. He he really was non-sports. Imus was Correct. on FAM, but that was not a sports show. I would agree with that. I did. You know, I got into politics. I shouldn't I say I started to understand politics more and what was going on in the world by listening to a lot of those interviews that he used to do with Charles and the yeah. people they used to put on. Um, so I did look up to the way he did a radio show, but I don't necessarily know the same thing as what you're talking about. Uh, I don't know. I, 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 I'll get back to you tomorrow. I got to think about that. They don't jump out at you though. No, no, not yeah. really. My whole, yeah, I didn't think so. That's why I was, I was trying to think of, of one. My whole life has been honestly, you know, my family in sports and they've always intertwined because I've been into sports since I was, since I can remember as a kid, you know, every, 
not every, but most weekends in the summer and weeknights in the summer were spent playing baseball. My dad was the coach most of the time. Most of the winter nights were spent playing basketball. All of my fall nights were spent playing, you know, tackle football. Um, I don't really remember a time where we weren't playing sports, unless we were going on vacation. That's all we did. So I would have to think, and I was never, I really was not a big video game guy, as you know. Still, still I'm not. And I was never big into watching TV. It just, if it wasn't a game, you know, I like Seinfeld. I, you know, I like shows like Cheers, Frasier. You know what show I loved? It was Matlock. Matlock. Loved Matlock. That was the old guy who Andy did Griffith. court cases. Yeah. Yeah. I love that show. Um, I like Law and Order, but I was still, you're talking about my late teens when Law and Order was around. Right. But as a kid, I never really was into cartoons. Gilligan's Island was my favorite show as a kid, I would say. Loved Gilligan's Island. That was but, a big sick show. Like when you were sick from school, you could yeah, absolutely sick, sick at home. You'd watch it. But yeah, I was never. I just was never into watching TV. I was. I hate to say this because this is what Boomer says, but we were. We were out playing nonstop. You know, my mother would call. I feel like I'm you know a hundred years old, but my mom would call us in for dinner at seven o'clock, and then we would try and run back out before the sun went down at nine. You know, it was right. just different. It was so. a different time, Jerry. It was. I'll think about that, though. i got to give All you a right. better answer. Yeah, please. If you think of one, uh, let us know tomorrow. Yeah, because I don't, I, don't, I don't have an answer. Hmm. All right, I'll try and think about it. All right, Jerry. While you think about that, why don't you sit back, relax, and listen to the warm-up show? I could do that. We did that this morning. It I think was it was awesome. Terrific. Oh, it was very awesome. Yes. And we will see you back here tomorrow at 5 a.m. My dog's whining. Was that you or the dog? Well, I she whined, and then I did the impression. <laughs> That's her. Then I go, this is me. <laughs> Such a fool. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I got to go. <laughs> Whimsy. Whine to Jerry. All right, Jerry, we'll see you tomorrow. See you all. Goodbye. Okay, goodbye. <laughs> Oh ah, there you go. There she is. <laughs> See ya. What up, y'all? It's your boy Danny Green, three-time NBA champ. You either rooted for me or rooted against me. Join myself and my co-host Harrison Sanford on the Inside the Green Room podcast. It's a podcast that brings you never-before-told tales from the locker room to candid interviews with basketball legends to breakdowns of what's happening in the NBA right now. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual about your hoops, this podcast brings you the game like never before. Follow Inside the Green Room on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Jerry, don't worry. It's only an hour long, and most days it doesn't suck. It's actually shorter than an hour. Here we go. Three minutes after five o'clock, Monday morning in New York City. At least that's where I am, along with the Eddie Scazzeri. Down in Bradley Beach, where it's a tidy 23 degrees. That wind off the ocean must feel great. His name is Albert Leonard Dukes. What's up, Al? Super wild card weekend. How are you? Good morning, Jerry. Uh, well, I think it's a less humidity, so it didn't feel as crazy cold as the thermometer says. Aha. Uh-huh. Not too mm-hmm. windy? Uh, not too windy, but it, it is super wild card weekend, Jerry. We gave you on Friday cool games where we picked out the games that would be cool, and yes. we nailed it. We got the cool games were cool, the not cool games were not cool games. 
But the biggest game of the of the weekend, Jerry, happened last night, Sunday night football. Browns Steelers. And that game got ugly early, Jerry. Got close too. It did get close. The game it was twenty eight it was twenty eight nothing. Twenty eight nothing. Twenty eight nothing after the first quarter. Thirty five ten at the half. Yeah. And ended 48-37 with the Browns winning and, the, and advancing and blah, blah, blah. And the Steelers, so I fell asleep at halftime. I didn't make it past halftime. And I woke up not long after I fell asleep, and I checked the score, and I see that the Steelers were down 12 with the ball. Yeah. I'm like, oh, the Browns, this is going to be. And then I passed out again, and I, as I turned the TV on, I fell right asleep. And I guess the Steelers had a fourth and one at the 46-yard line, and Tomlin decides to punt it away, and then yeah. the Browns go down and score. So, yes, and that and that pretty much decided it. But yeah, man, that was that was some start. It reminded me of 49ers Cowboys. I think it was the '94 playoffs. I don't remember, but I think it was '94 where the uh, the Cowboys turned the ball over a bunch of times. I think San Francisco got out to like a 21 nothing start, something like that. And it's just hard to come all the way back from that deficit, and the Steelers couldn't do it. Although the Steelers didn't look like they quit at all in no. that, you know, even down 28 nothing in the first quarter. The thing I did not like, the very first snap of the game where Pouncey airmailed yes. it over Ben Roethlisberger's head, is running back James Conner, to me, made zero effort to hop on that ball. Yeah. And he was right near it. I don't know if he thought there was a penalty. I thought I don't Ben's know. effort wasn't great either going after Right, but he's the quarterback. This guy's a running back. Don't give up a touchdown. I think they both sucked in that case. It was, it was almost like James Conner felt like if he jumped on the ball, he was going to give up a safety, and he didn't want to do that. Yeah, so instead we'll give up seven. <laughs> that was just so bizarre. It was such a bizarre thing. And then the, the multiple picks by Roethlisberger, some, of course, were you know, tipped balls, balls shot straight up in the air. But the, how quickly that game got out of hand. Yeah. I mean, well, that was like a boxing match where the guy knocked you down like three times in the first round. Then you're like, okay, I've got to gather myself up here. And you do give him a little bit of credit for gathering them. Yes. You know, ben, he threw for 500 yards. <laughs> Is that right, Jerry? He threw 68 times. Wow. Yeah. Well, when you're down by 28 points early, that's one thing about being down that much. They had a lot of time. Like at one point, like Al Michaels says to Collinsworth at one point, and I think it was 21 nothing. It wasn't 28. It wasn't 35-10. And I think there was still, if I'm not wrong, I think there was still four minutes to go in the first quarter. And he goes to, to Collinsworth. He goes, well, how, how do you bounce back from this? And Collinsworth, there's still 48 minutes left in the game. Yeah. Just take it one play at a time. Like the game's not over. I mean, it's you know. And to their credit, they did make a run. Not enough, but they did make a run. And so there you have. It. That was a wild, wild finish to the weekend. The one thing I will say about the cool game, uncool game, I'm going to take back one. Which one is I, that? I actually found myself, and it wasn't a great game, but I don't know why. I actually enjoyed watching Russell Wilson not do a damn thing against the Rams. <laughs> I don't know why. That was a tough game to watch because, watching, uh, but watching Wolford go out and then Goff, who you knew couldn't run, I was I was surprised. First of all, I was surprised he didn't start. Then when you see he couldn't throw the ball, I said, "All right, now I know why he didn't start." It was just I don't know. I like watching Jamal Adams lose, and for whatever reason, I like watching Russell Wilson not do well. I don't know why. I agree with those two things. I like watching Jamal Adams lose, and I like watching Russell Wilson not do well. No, I I enjoyed watching Russell Wilson lose. Right, well, lose and not do well. Right, exactly. So, but I I feel like I got that wrong because I I don't know why I did not go do other things during that game. I fa- I found myself locked into it, believe it or not. And why is it in the NFL? And this happens almost every time a team gets out to a twenty-eight nothing, thirty-five nothing at the half, 
the second half, they they generally do not put up that many points. I don't know why that is. It because happens. it's hard to do it. Yeah, but these. So that's why you know. I, I guess Pittsburgh looked at it that way. They're down twenty-eight nothing, but it was so early, and teams generally don't keep rolling. That you know, it's not like they're going to score twenty-eight points. How they each were quarter. on pace to score one hundred and twelve points. That would have been awesome. <laughs> that's not going to happen. Imagine if we were able to come out and say, "So if you fell asleep early, the Browns scored one hundred twelve <laughs> last night." And just squeaked by the Steelers. Was the most? Was it the Chicago Bears that put up seventy in a game? Is that the most points in an NFL yeah. game? Is that right? I feel like there was like a game in in a long time ago that was like seventy eight to something. Do you feel like that Bears team popped the champagne last night like the Dolphins do when they didn't get to seventy? Yes, probably. <laughs> if they're still out there, yes. It's like the old Dolphins do when a team loses for the first yeah. time. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah. So that was a that was a wild game. Now, now the Browns will get to play the Chiefs. Yeah, good luck with that. Yeah, you know, like Miles Garrett said afterwards, been counting us out every week. So why not go take a swing at KC now? And you know, it was great. No, at the end of last week, we had uh, you had audio from uh, Juju Smith Schuster that yes. said the Browns is the Browns, and like he was giving them no credit. Uh, Baker Mayfield running. I was just watching video running. Uh, into the locker room, looked at the camera and said, the Browns is the Browns. He did. <laughs> and then afterwards, he was asked about it, and he really wouldn't say anything. Yeah. He's like, no, that's not what that meant. No, no, that is what that meant. Right. It's exactly like what that, that meant. Like that. I, I do like, I guess it was, yeah, it was Miles Garrett, who, Eddie, to get the fader up real quick, I'm going to play this one clip from Garrett, because they asked him about uh, Juju, because some of the guys like, like uh, Prefer, with the, the, who was the coach last night, said, like, no, no, we didn't pay attention to that. Baker Mayfield's like, nah, you know, whatever, we're just playing. Miles Garrett was like, yeah, no, it bothered us. Any talk like that's going to be disrespectful to anybody yeah. on any team. Yeah, and then he kind of continued. So it was good to hear him say, yeah, it annoyed us. And how awesome must have that have been for uh, the, the Browns coach sitting at home watching his team go up 28 nothing? Yeah, and they FaceTimed him afterwards Baby. in the locker room so he Is could be right? part of the celebration. Nice. Little Kevin Stefanski. Kevin Stefanski. I couldn't think of his name there for the second, Jerry. Thank I, you for that. Mm-hmm. I figure while he was home, the Jets probably interviewed him as well for the head coach. Yeah, he job. also got an interview. Yeah, look at this <laughs> list of they Jets. Like 15 guys they've talked to on a Zoom call. <laughs> I wrote these all down. Jets completed an interview with Joe Brady, coordinator, offensive <laughs> coordinator for the Panthers. Jets completed an interview with Brian Dable, offensive coordinator of the Bills. Jets completed an interview with Brandon Staley, Rams defensive coordinator. And this was just yesterday. Jets completed an interview with Matt Eberflus, Colts defensive coordinator. Yeah. And I see Jim Harbaugh re-signed with Michigan, so that dream's over. Not over, because I believe it's a over? contract that's got a, I think it's a low buyout, and it's also oh. uh, incentive-laden. Is that right? Now, it doesn't sound like they're going in that direction, but I would say if a team wanted him, there's a way to get him. But I don't well, think he's going anywhere. What about this for the Jets? The Cowboys got rid of Jim Tomsula. Have him. Take him, please. That would be amazing. <laughs> Yeah, I see Dan Quinn, I think, is going to be the new defensive coordinator of the Cowboys. I is think. that right? I they think look- so, but I'm mm. not sure. If, right. I, if I was, the, here's what I'd do if I was the Jets. I'm, I'm, I'm dead serious about this. If I'm the Jets, I try and figure out who Deshaun Watson wants as his next head coach since he's so annoyed with what's going on in Houston. Yeah. I try to find, like, I get to his best friend. Who does he want to be his head coach? I hire him, and then I call the Texans. We make a trade. See, I don't like. I I've already uh, lost interest in Deshaun Watson just because I don't like. I don't like when a guy forces himself out. Well, he's not being, forcing himself out. Yeah, I'm he, going and getting him. Why does he? Why, why do these guys get to decide who the GM of the team is? He does. He's not some, but he thinks he does. 
Well, no, no, he can be annoyed. That's fine. Doesn't mean he's going to go anywhere. I said if I'm the Jets, I go get him. No, that's what I'm saying. I don't want him if I'm a Jet oh. fan. Okay, well then you keep. I don't you, like these you guys. That... In, you continue in quarterback hell here. What was Deshaun Watson winning anything? Uh, well, he had amazing stats and his defense right. sucked. And if you put him on the right team, they will win a lot of games. They yeah. will win a lot. But he of seems games. like a, he, he seems like a guy's going to be a pain in the butt. He might be. I don't know. We're not around him. You very well could be right. He might be a pain in the ass. I'm not sure. Hmm. Yeah, I would pass on that one, Drew. I would not pass on that one. I was I was thinking of Jets fans, though, yesterday, or actually wild, super wild card weekend, because as much as we see, like, you know, we can make a million excuses for Sam Darnold and uh, and say, oh, he's had different court. Look at he's already had 19 head coaches in two years in the league and all these quarter. You get guys like... A guy named Hanky and John Wolford, who worked in finance three weeks ago. Heineke was tremendous, wasn't he? Right, yes. He was so really good. If, if Heineke can come out and do that, who didn't play in the NFL, right? He was in some other Fugazi league he was right. in. Then, then we can't make excuses for guys like Sam Darnold and guys three years in that where you go, well, they changed the offensive coordinator again. This guy never had an offensive quarter, never played in the NFL. The, the Rams pick John Wolfer to start over, uh, uh, what's his name, Jared Jerry? Goff. Jared Goff. I almost called him Sam Bradford. Different era. <laughs> Same result. Which, again, like that bothers me that, that Jared Goff was not starting. This is a playoff, I agree, do or die playoff I, game, if you can play, which clearly he could. I don't think he could, actually. Oh. Did you watch the game? He couldn't throw the ball. I did. He had no he yards passing. He couldn't throw the ball. And, oh. the, and the throws he did get off, they would put you, they'd give you the super slow-mo, how wobbly the ball was coming <laughs> off his hand. Oh. That's what I said before. I said, I couldn't believe he wasn't starting in that game. And then he started playing when he had to. I say, okay, now I see why he wasn't playing. He stunk. And now this idea that they have a chance this week with no quarterback, because Wolford, I don't know, I don't know what happened. He break his neck, or I don't know what he the injury was. Right. So if he can't play, and I don't even know how good he is. I mean, let's be honest. He uh, he was okay in Arizona, fine. Yeah. He's not the answer. And if Goff's finger is like that, they have pro- they're going to have to win defensively again like they did this week. Yeah, good luck because you're going into Green Bay. I mean, very difficult. You would think you're going to have to score a lot of points, and I don't know that they're going to be capable of doing that with a with fired up spot. With a fired up Aaron Rodgers. Plus Aaron, Dar- uh, uh, Aaron Donald, Donald. Uh, Aaron Donald uh, broke his ribs or something. Well, I thought the x-rays came back negative, actually. They still hurt, Jerry. I didn't say they don't, but the x-rays came back <laughs> negative, and he's having an MRI today, I believe. That and his Cooper Cup hurt, too. It's like I feel like this team's they're, they they're banged screwed. Up, but you know what? They got rid of the Seahawks. See ya. Bye. They did. Get, oh, I hate the Seahawks. You know what's so funny is how where if you're not in the market, like yeah. you look from afar and you think, man, Pete Carroll, man, the Seahawks. I was listening to, don't ask me why, but I heard a clip of a Seattle radio talk show host. Yeah. Just killing Pete Carroll for what a terrible coach he is and the bad decisions he makes. And we sit over here like, boy, if the Jets could get Pete Carroll because he's been so good in Seattle because we're not with him. We don't watch him every day. He got crushed for this game the other day. And I guess for a lot of other things he's done this year, which, again, we're not around, so I don't know. But it is funny how you take everything more to heart when you're with them every day and you see them as opposed to seeing them from distance. Now, Ciara, Russell Wilson's wife, uh, wrote a... You got to help me out with this. All right, Jerry. She wrote a supportive message on 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 social media, Instagram, where she she put a picture of her, of their five-month-old son, Wynn Harrison is his name, and she wrote, always proud of you, Dada. How about this? How about if she just tells him that when he comes home? 
always proud like, of you. Why does everything have to be out in the open? Yeah, that I agree like, such with. Such much attention whores, honestly. Yeah. Yeah, that's I'll a great use... question. What? <laughs> no, seriously. Right, everything has to be out in the open. You're right. It's like the whole birthday thing on social media mm-hmm. or congratulating someone on social media. How about you just tell someone privately? Right. We're proud of you, Dada. Ugh. God. Whatever. You made our day. Right. The kid's five months old. He doesn't even he doesn't know what he's know. eating for breakfast still. Yeah. He doesn't know that Dada lost a game, a big game. He's not aware. Good Lord. That's funny. Oh, we got a lot to do. Yes, we We've do, Jerry. We have a lot of games of to unpack. Yes. We have a lot of football. We're not going to get to the NBA this hour, but I will say no. this. It is not a good product right now. I cannot, is that right? I cannot watch it. Yes, I mean that. I, I watched some of the net game last night. I don't even know what the NBA is anymore. No one plays defense. Shoot a million threes. It's just, it's just not, I don't, it's not entertaining. And, but and Kyrie still hasn't played yet, right? No, Durant was back last night. Oh. The dude doesn't miss. He's tremendous. But whatever. I, we don't need to get into that now. More football on the other side. And then Boomer and Geo at six here on The Fan. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Al and Jerry, the only men in your lives you can count on. All right, 523, Monday morning, the day after the super wild card weekend. Um, did you see by any chance, did you watch the Nickelodeon version of the Saints and Bears at all? Well, I uh, I was uh, uh, scrolling through Twitter during the game, and people seemed very excited about the Nickelodeon version. I'm talking about adults with yeah, yeah, no sure. children. Yes. Uh, so I thought, well, you know what? This game is boring. It was boring oh. me. So it was said, exactly me, as we thought it would be. Yeah, so let me put on the Nickelodeon version, and I clicked over to Nickelodeon version, and they, I heard uh, the whoever the female was broadcasting. Gabby, I forget what her last name was. She goes like this. She goes, uh, "That's a great uh, throw by Mitch Trubisky. His favorite ice cream is vanilla." Yes. And I, went, I went goodbye. And then Noah Eagle asked um, yeah. Nate Burleson Gone. what his favorite ice cream was. Whoosh. It was good. That was I silly. The, I hit the I hit the road, Jerry. I hit the bricks. I watched the entire oh. first quarter on Nickelodeon. And the graphics were actually pretty cool, but the conversation, and this is where, this is what we said when they first announced this. My son came in for like three minutes. At the end of the day, he was still watching football and wasn't interested and went back in the other room. Right. Like it was like, and how old is he, Jerry? He's 10. Exactly. He's my, so my older son watches everything. My younger son likes to play, doesn't care to watch anything. Uh, And I thought maybe this might entice him. All right, let's see. So I brought him in. He watched it for maybe three or four minutes. He's like, can I go? I'm like, yes, you can go. So I watched the whole first quarter. This was my I felt bad for the girl because she didn't know what she was watching. Yeah. It was 7 nothing. <laughs> this to me was funny. It was 7 nothing. I think, with like, I don't know, eight minutes to go in the first quarter. And Noah Eagle asked her uh, she goes, something along the lines of, this is your first in-person pro football game you've ever been to. What do you think so far? She goes, well, I got to tell you, New Orleans is on point, and I think there's still enough time for Chicago to get back in this game, right? <laughs> it was 7 nothing. Like nailed it, yeah. First. I felt bad for her. Yep. Nate Burleson was very good, and they did like a pregame show. You can tell, A, he's a parent, and B, he was really good in front of the camera, did a lot of cool things. But 
I, I'm with you. I lost interest and I was out. This Nate Burleson, he's on everything. Like, is he the he's only? He's your hero. He's the only guy. Is he the only hireable man for all of these jobs? Like he's an he's on every he's on NFL coverage for Nickelodeon, yeah. Monday Morning well, Football. He he's taking all the jobs. He's got his weekday show. He's got the Sunday deal like Boomer does. So that's he's very like much Boomer. like Boomer, right? And once upon a time, Boomer did Monday Night Football as well. Yep. So Nate, Nate Burleson did one game. He's the new Boomer. We could, he's, yeah. We'll go he's with that. taking all the jobs. You know who I takes all the jobs? The jobs Kevin Harlan. Out. Kevin Harlan takes all he's the got jobs. All the jobs. He does NBA. He does NFL. Westwood One on CBS. I mean, he was like this Kevin Harlan, like Marv Albert took all the jobs. Yes, back in the day. I in back in the day. Right. I know. Let's spread it out. Well, it's spread out enough. We're fine. We got right. the best of the best. Yeah, I bailed on that uh, because uh, there was an f bomb I heard got dropped there by uh, Corderell Patterson. <laughs> Cordero, Cordero, yes. Cordero Patterson. Yes, that's unfortunate. It's also pretty funny. <laughs> and then I thought you could also tell that Tony Romo and was Jim home? Nance, Terrible. Yeah, because they kept stepping on each other. Yeah. Did you like coming back? I found this funny. Coming back from halftime, Nance throws to Romo, who clearly during halftime went in the kitchen and ate something for, for dinner because yeah. he was still chewing his food. <laughs> yeah, I did see that. When Nance threw to him. But yes, you could tell that they weren't both there. It was obvious. They were they were like, uh, 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 no, you go, Jim. No, 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 you no, you go, Tony. Yes, it was not good. I agree. I totally then and agree. they and when they showed Tony Romo on camera, like the guy's his neck has so much hair on it, it's disgusting. Like trim just shave your neck. That's all. He I need, have he needs I manscape. Have, I have scruff on my face, Jerry. It makes us look manning when you have a baby face like uh, Tony Romo and myself. But you got to shave your neck because it looks disgusting. Absolutely right. Come on, Romo. You know what I couldn't? You know what I couldn't get over as I'm watching that because uh, this goes to my mind all the time when I'm watching Romo do a game. And Boomer stepped in for him what two weeks ago? I guess it was right. Yep, something like that. No, I love Tony Romo. I really do. I loved him as a quarterback. I think he's good at what he does on the announcing. I don't. I, I'm sorry. I don't understand the paycheck. I don't. He's good at what he does. That's worth a million dollars a game? Nope. Here's what I would do, Jerry. If you can't shave your neck, I'll get Nate Brolson in here because we he is very flexible and we can put him anywhere. Oh, Nate Brolson. come on, Romo, 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 you suck. suck. No, he doesn't. Romo, you suck. Proceed to party. Proceed to party. He does you know not who, suck. You know who shaves his neck? Nate Burleson. Nate Burleson might command $1.5 a game. Yeah. Okay. To tell you about his favorite ice cream. Uh, he had a weird flavored ice cream, which I'd never heard yeah, of Yeah, me neither. Well, what was it? A Ben like and Jerry's Pirelli flavor? Pirellia or, or something like that. Hey, I felt like he was giving us like a, like a brand of a flavor. Is that right? You think he well, was going, ooh, maybe get the free plug and maybe get some ice cream. Eddie, what's your house? favorite ice cream Smart. flavor? Uh, vanilla. Right. Most people are going to say vanilla, chocolate, yeah, mint popular. chocolate chip, yep, pistachio. Mm-hmm. I don't that's know what adult. the hell he said. He said something. I'm gonna I'm gonna Google this because I, I I was interested in it. He, I I don't think it's a a brand name. I do think it's a flavor. Ice do you cream really flavors? Because I remember we had Ben and Jerry's back in Astoria. I've told you the story. One summer they had they put a freezer in um in one of the studios in the production oh, studio. A great idea. Oh, it was a good idea. Except praline. I, Praline, and that's is that's a flavor. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm not aware. What is that? I don't know. Uh, Praline's are like uh, a little candy. That's like a little crunchy sweet candy. Oh, a little crunchy sweet candy. So more is it more like, like a caramelly kind of? 
Yeah, like that's what it's like. Almost kind yep. of. Yep. So that's not really a flavor, though. I guess it is, though. It is a flavor. It, uh, but it if is. I tell you I like Snickers ice cream, that's a flavor? Well, you know, I'm with you. It's like vanilla plus whatever cool right. stuff you like. Exactly. That's like an additive to the ice cream. I agree. I would think. It's very similar, they say, to butter pecan. Okay, that's a flavor, I would say. Yeah. I would say. But anyway, I think I gained eight pounds that summer. Easy. Yeah. Maybe even more. Because I was, I couldn't get over the cherry Garcia. I think, I think that was what it was called. Yeah, that's terrific. And there was one other one that all all had all sorts of candy in it. Oh, and it was like you'd save your pint, you'd eat half the pint each night. And Mm -hmm. I realized I was having like four pints of ice cream every week. (laughs) It's like, good (laughs) lord. I remember Al. I remember days. Kim would ask me if I wanted something for lunch. Like, no, I'm good. I'd be like, oh, you gonna order something? Like, yeah, no, I'm fine. Meantime, I knew I couldn't wait to get to 1 a.m. ice cream time. <laughs> so you went through a, a period at the WFN, these two different periods that I recall. One period would be this ice cream period yes. where you were just consuming Cherry Garcia. Oh, like crazy. Then there was a period where in order to stay awake uh, for your ride home, you would eat fries and hamburgers. Correct. At the, <laughs> at the Turnpike rest stop, I'd go to Roy Rogers and get a cheeseburger and large fries and a big Coke. Yeah. That is true. That is very true. So both times you then realized a lot of your ways. Both times. Both times. Jerry, one of the games, uh, this Ravens-Titans game from over the weekend, I was expecting so much more from my favorite running back, Derrick Henry. He had nowhere to go. The Ravens bottled him up. Yeah, he only had 40 yards rushing, but I this think. But is, this is where you can stop it with the offensive line. The offensive line. They got manhandled yesterday. And Their Ryan, By the way, line. Ryan Tannehill looked like yeah. Ryan Tannehill yesterday. Um, he stunk, and they could, he had nowhere to run. Like it's great when we see him with those stiff arms, and he gets oh, into I love space. A stiff arm. That's one thing, <sighs> and he does things that some running backs can't do. At the end of the day, though, if you don't give him anywhere to run, guess where he's going? Nowhere. Nowhere fast. No, and I, I like everybody. Well, it's fourth quarter. This is now. Now it's time for King Henry. <laughs> nothing. Nothing. Absolutely from- nothing. King Henry gave us nothing. No, unfortunately, he had nowhere to go. I was expecting so much more. Give the Ravens a lot. Give the Ravens a lot of credit for the way they played that game yesterday defensively. They were good, man. Yeah, they were a little chippy. I didn't care for what they did on the. I know why they did it. The whole logo thing to me was silly. I didn't think he needed to get a 15 yard penalty at that point. I thought that was stupid. Um, the whole handshake at the end, whatever. But hey, good win. And we talked about this. The Ravens are playing their best football at the right time. Now, right at the end of the game, as you mentioned, Lamar Jackson ran right to the locker room, no shaking hands, and legitimately people thought he had a poop because that one other time, that one other game where he had to go to the bathroom. Which he didn't. But it turns out he was trying to call all of his teammates in to run into the locker room also. He didn't want to shake hands with the Titans, saying that there was no reason to shake hands with them. They, uh, I guess there was a, a problem the last time these two teams got together. Yeah, where they were the, practicing on their, they ran on their side of the field, remember? Where the Titans ran on the, yeah. the Ravens side and was doing stuff on their logo. You had Harbaugh like. and Vrabel oh, yeah. got into Getting it before into the it. game. And that was also the game that the Titans, the Ravens looked like they were going to win. And all of a sudden, the Titans stomped them in the fourth quarter. And you had, yeah. was it Brown? I forget which receiver it was. Had that amazing catch and just plowed his way into the end zone. Because like I don't so yes you've got a lot of chippiness in that series and if you're a Ravens Titans fan enjoy that over the next few years and you know it was awesome if you said you don't like to I'm with you like we don't like to see Russell Wilson do well I wouldn't I'm not sure why I don't I don't have no, a real reason I, why it's not that I don't like to see him do well it's that I got into a few arguments uh, when I hosted this summer 
And also on social media when I said Russell Wilson is no Patrick Mahomes. And you would have thought that I said, you know, Russell Wilson is a backup quarterback. Yeah, All right, I though, said was he's not on Patrick Mahomes' level. A lot of people put him at, like, the number two quarterback in the league, which I never understood. No, either. me neither. He's really good. I, you know, to me, it's it, to me, it's the Hall of Fame, not Hall of Famer argument. It's you say a guy's a great player, but not a Hall of Famer. It's like you insulted him. Right. Well, I'm not insulting Russell Wilson. I just don't think he's on that. I think he's great. I don't think he's Patrick Mahomes. I think there's one Patrick Mahomes. His name is Patrick Mahomes. So you must have loved when he threw that screen pass pick six. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that was awesome. That was I've never seen that before. Have Me you? either. No. That was trim- What a play. And so here's what I was thinking. A, I know we got to take a break, Eddie. Um, I'm thinking a couple of things. Either A, they stole a sign or knew it was coming, or B, their work into that game plan was so perfectly executed that he knew the formation and knew yeah. the play and just jumped it. The announcers seemed to think that uh, they he knew the play from film study yeah. and the fact that uh, that everybody knew DK Metcalf was getting Unhappy. annoyed because he wasn't getting the ball. They were going to force a screen pass to him. And that dude, I wish I knew his name. I wish I wrote it down. He jumped that screen sure pass. Did. That was so awesome. I think it was his first career touchdown, I believe. I have to... he, he could not... Get there fast enough. He had to bump into guys. Cause it was awesome. He, he knew where that ball was he going. He split the two. Yes, he split the two. I thought it was awesome. And then real quick, I'm going to take a break because I do have to, while I said Trubisky was horrible yesterday, and he won, yeah. the Bears stunk. If Wims catches that ball, oh. that game might be different. Oh. That was right, it's only 7 nothing at that point. Yes, that ties, that ties the, game. the game. And it's an exciting <laughs> tied game. Hands. <laughs> Terrible. The, the Bears, the Bears. All right, we got to take a break. And it was like a flip-flip gimmick play, right? Like yes. Trubisky lined up as a wide receiver. They flipped the ball blah, 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 back to Trubisky, throws a bomb, exactly. hits him right in the numbers, mm, and then the right bread basket. through the basket. All right, quick Boom. break. It's 25 in front of 6. The boys will be here at 6 o'clock on the fan. Al and Jerry, two manly men that could definitely change a flat tire. Yep. Well, at least I know I can. It's uh, 18 too. in front of six. No, you can't. Uh, Alan Jerry with you until Boomer and Gio at the top as we are recapping Super Wild Card Weekend. Don't you think we should be at the point where we don't get flat tires anymore? Yes, I do. I don't know why we don't have full, solid rubber tires. Right. Or, flat, and you can charge me more if I know they're going to yeah. last for a long time. Or make the tire impenetrable. Yeah, you could do that. There are certain tires now that if you get a flat do something to where they give you 50 or 60 miles of driving so that yeah. you're not stuck on the side of the road. So I think that is cool, but I'm with you. I don't think at this point we should be getting flat tires. What about the, the when you put the nitrogen in a tire? You ever see that? Yeah, when you get the green cap. Yeah, is that what they do? They green cap you? Yeah, the problem is, though, That's what once, I want. so once you have to refill it, I think that kills the night. You have to start putting just air in then. Yeah. So it's good for a while, but... It's what it is. But the nitrogen is supposed to not lose. Uh, you're not supposed to lose any nitrogen to. slash air in the cold weather. Except that it does. Like your your uh, tire light comes on every time it's cold, right? Uh, your not one car every that used time. to it, it, Yes. The one car used to have a lot. And I know a lot of people My run Prius into that. My Prius did, yes. Yeah, your Prius. This car it has not. And I do have the nitrogen in them as well. Oh, you do? But there was one tire that did get low about a month ago. Mm-hmm. And I had to put air in it, and it's been oh. fine ever since. So it did happen. One out of the four. So you got a you've got a chemical mixture in there, air plus nitrogen. Correct. You, you gonna blow it up? I'm not gonna blow it up. I don't think so. It could, you hit a bump, Jerry. Blow it up. No, I'll be fine. I hit bumps. I hit a I hit a pothole. 
With uh, it's funny when I was driving with uh, Michelle Salvatore and Danny White a couple of weeks ago, we were doing the the Cowboy Giant game. I went and I was the I was the cab, which was fine. I didn't mind grab picking them up. Was on the way, and you know she's telling me make sure you expense the mileage and all that. I'm like, no, I'm fine. Don't worry about it. And we hit a pothole, and I said, can I expense a new tire and a new frame for the car? <laughs> <laughs> and nothing, no problems. Do you think if you got a flat, Danny White would have helped you do the flat? Uh, I'll say fix this. It? Better chance Danny White gets out of the car and changes it or helps me than you, you <laughs> bastard. <laughs> I, there's a better chance Michelle would have got out and helped yep. it than you helped Oh, me. yes, absolutely. <laughs> Jerry, doesn't the uh, Bills-Colts game feel like it was three weeks ago? Uh, it does. And I didn't get to see. I had Rutgers on Saturday yeah. and a noon start. So I got in the car. It was already the third quarter. So I only saw like the last... Probably the last quarter I saw of that game. And you're right. It feels like it was a week ago. That was a tough game to watch. The sun was so bright in Buffalo that it was hard to see. The you know the, the sun was so bright, the Colts were wearing their straight-up white uniforms. Right. The sun was bouncing off everything. It was difficult, Jerry. This it was true. A, it, it was, yeah, it was a difficult watch for me. You know what sucks about that game, too? Because No you, slime? Uh, no, I didn't care for that. I did a, I did a weekend parlay that I thought Ooh. would be fun. And I did all money line except for one, the Bills. I won every game. I picked all six winners except the Bills didn't cover, and, yep. my, and my parlay was dead Saturday dead. At, at 3 o'clock or whatever time. You are or Whatever dead. time it was, 4.30. I was like, Your that parlay stunk. finished. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it did. It stunk. And then I went straight up later that night. Um, I took the Bucks <laughs> minus nine. Did they not cover? Did you watch? I did. I don't remember. I know they won. They won obviously. by eight. Oh, okay. So it's very exciting for divisional round playoffs. We have the Buffalo Bills and the Cleveland Browns playing games. That's exciting for the NFL. I think. I guess it's good to have. I don't think it's exciting for the NFL. Oh, well, you it's think good the to have NFL, classic teams? Let me ask you this. I think it's great in their in their area. I think it's fantastic for Buffalo. It is yes. amazing. If you're in Cleveland, it is off the yes. charts. I don't give two dams about Cleveland or Buffalo advancing. But you don't think it's cool? Does it give you a throwback to your childhood? No, you don't give me a throwback to my childhood. Steelers, Cowboys, and the Super Bowl. That's the throwback mm. to my childhood. Yeah. How did the Steelers start at 11-0? And yeah. they lost five of their last six games. And remember, people were questioning them even at 11-0. and Me and you. Yeah, that's right, Cherry. I told we broke you, it down. We were discussing when they were 11-0, we still thought they'd go into Kansas City and get, and get smashed. Spanked. Yeah, so they would just weren't. I don't know. Didn't think they were a great team, even at 11 and 0. And you know what? We were right. We were right. That's right. How about that? I'm uh, eyeballing these games. I'm. Uh, I feel like Browns Chiefs. I don't know why I'm excited for that one. Because you think there's a chance that the Browns are going to yeah. give you a game. You're right. That's why. You know what? It'd be cool if the Chiefs spotted them 28 in the first quarter. See, I don't think the Chiefs. Then we've have, got a ball. The 20 game. and wrong. The 2020 Chiefs have not been good enough to do that. Oh, and I don't care what their record is. They Let, have not been good enough to do that. Last year's Chiefs would have had no problem spotting Agreed. them 28. Didn't they spot the Titans 21 points? Yeah, a couple right, teams. something like that. What wasn't it, wasn't it the Titans that were up 21 nothing in Kansas City? They had a couple. They had a couple games last year. I feel like where they were they got down early and then no problem. No, because they could put 50 up in a blink. This year has not been that way. They haven't been that good. I know they're 15 and one. They haven't or 14 and two. They have not been that good though. You know what I've seen on social media now, on Twitter, is porn. it's sad. Well, po- pornography, of course, dominates the internet. But there's photos, still photos, of Ben Roethlisberger crying. Yeah. Could be the, the end. Game. Yeah. Oh, right. Did you see, how about, speaking of the photos on, on social media, 
Did you see the – it was on the game, and then it was all over social media afterwards. The side-by-side of Tom Brady at 43 with George Blanda at 43. <laughs> I, I did see that. That was true. I, what I liked was someone – and some people are just smarter than most. Guy puts down, here's the TB12 method and the result. And then the next guy's like, here's the GB16 method and the result. It was pretty funny, I thought. Yeah, he looked like a much older gentleman Cigarettes than Tom Brady does. Cigarettes and beer does. as opposed to water and eggplant. <laughs> Cigarettes, beer, and plenty of red meat. Yes. As much red meat as you can get. So true. And instead, he's eating kale, spinach, and water. And I see that Urban Meyer, Jerry, he's assembling his staff, and he's going to meet with the Jaguars. Yes. I wonder and, who's on that staff. And then he's going to draft Justin Fields. Is that right? Is that what you think? No, you don't think. Do you think there's a less than five percent chance of that happening, or Mm, higher? Higher than that? Less than five percent? No, I'd say you've got a twenty percent chance of that happening. This would be so Jets though. Urban Meyer goes to Jacksonville. Justin Fields gets taken, not Trevor Lawrence. Fields becomes the next great player, and Lawrence can't handle the New York media and stinks. Right. We all know that's happening. Well, no, it's not going to happen. Everybody's telling me he's a can't miss. All right. That's what I've heard. That's what everybody says. And it looks like Jerry Doug Peterson may be out in Philly. How about that? Yeah. Yeah. Because that's why. Remember, were you here when I did the show with G? No, I guess not. No, I was out vacationing. Giannotti comes back from a commercial break last week or two weeks ago and says, I just had an epiphany. What do you think about Doug Peterson to the Jets? Ugh. And my response was, yes. <laughs> that was exactly what I did. I said, yeah. Okay. Ugh. And he he couldn't believe that I wasn't interested in that. Yeah. He's like, he won a Super Bowl. I'm like, well, whatever. I'm like, I just, I don't, there's something about him. I don't, I don't think he's a great head coach. What do you want me to tell you? And he's got like a douchey face kind of. <laughs> well, I don't know about that. Oh. He's got a square face. I don't know if he's got a, that's kind of mean, isn't it? Douchey face? Yeah. Eh, he's not listening to this. Well, how I do you know? Say, well, he's got, well, you're right. He's got to listen to his station down there where they do polls about if he's the reason they're losing. Right. <laughs> do you think there were a number of people last night, Jerry, that were like, you know, they had dinner with their family, they walked the dog, they showered, they turned the TV on, there was 28 nothing Browns. You mean like, you're like, because like, clearly what? you just no, described no, no. your night. I, saw, <laughs> I actually saw, I had the Brown Steelers on right from the get-go. Okay. And I could not believe it. But I was just thinking, like, if someone's turning this game on right now, they're looking and it's like 10 minutes left in the, it, at like 10 minutes left in the first quarter. Already. It was 21 nothing. Yeah. People had to be like, is the score correct? And then not only that, but if you're, you're first you're thinking, is the score correct? Then you've got, and I think it was the deflected pass that led to was it the deflected pass that led yes, to twenty eight nothing. So not only does he turn the ball over, and again it was deflected. It wasn't like he threw it right to the like his first interception was terrible, but the second one, okay, whatever. The they don't even try and tackle. Like Kareem Hunt, just like ran right through guys. Yeah, it was like what is? And there was a good question in the post game to Tomlin, and he didn't answer. He really didn't answer it. They said to him, you know, it's one thing to turn the ball over. It's one thing to have the fumble, you know, the bad snap, and it's 7 nothing. They said, but your defense, like, put up no resistance and just let them score. And Tomlin didn't answer the question. He just was like, well, you know, things like that happen, and when you fall behind, I'm like, okay. Like, mm-hmm. I, I'm with him. There is no reason. All right, the one in the end zone, that happens at 7 nothing. The other couple of turnovers, how about you hold them to three? Because all of a sudden, if you give up three field goals as opposed to three touchdowns, it's not 28 nothing. 
It's 16 nothing, and it's really not that big a deal. Do you think uh, Pouncey, the center, feels like he lost the game for them? I think he felt very responsible for the horrendous start, and he's had yeah. a, might be a Hall of Famer. He had a tough start. He, did he set the tone? Uh, yes, that definitely set the tone. What's Do funny think- is I see Cody Parkey lining up to kick to start the game. I go inside to brush my teeth. I'm going to lay down and watch the game. I come out, and it's 7 nothing. What the hell just happened? Yeah, what did you miss? I'm like, they didn't run it back for a touchdown because he was kicking off. So it took me, I had to go to the uh, the game tracker to find out what I missed. I feel like the pouncy air mailing of the snap touchdown set the tone, but it could have easily turned the other way if Roethlisberger doesn't. It, that, it was that pick on the yes. second drive where it was like something's happening here this evening. I don't I don't disagree with you. I think you're there's, right. We got we got to take a quick break. There's something happening here. And I don't know what it is. What it is? Ain't exactly clear. On the other side, we'll wrap things up all and right. then Boomer and Geo are going to go off on all this football oh, stuff. Going off. Right now, however, radio.com sports minute. Her name is Amy Lawrence, and like Bob Dylan once said, the times they are a changing. It's the dynamic duo of Al and Jerry, the superheroes of WFAN. Getting your stay, your day started. Yes, we are. Knicks lose, Nets lose, football, football, football. What else you got, Al? Jerry, are you excited for Brady versus Breeze, two old men in their 40s? I am. Me too. I I am, because you got in the AFC all the young guys. The NFC's got the old guy. Because Aaron Rodgers, you got to consider an old guy too. Absolutely. And then the Rams, I don't know who's playing. But yeah, man, it's the old versus uh, the old. I am looking forward to it. Part of me wants to see uh, Packers Chiefs old school Super Bowl one. That's I've fine. always wanted that back. And you I might need it see, back, Jerry. And you might see that. Did you watch the the Bucks game, Washington? Brady I did watch was, that. I have not seen him throw with that much zip in a yeah, long time. Zipping it. Yeah. And uh, Chase Young did not uh, get, get Tom, Tom Brady. Brady. No. Yeah, no, that that, didn't that Brady, so well for him. that dude gets rid of the ball so quickly yes. for the most part. It's drop. There were a couple he held on to a little yes. too long, but you're right. It's basically five steps gone. Right. I and mean, you that can guy's. tell he was on it the other night. Every day, listen to <laughs> Boomer and Geo, morning 6 to 10.